0: I'm on my way back from two closings that I generally don't attend um, in terms of escrow closings. I like to have the escrow company or attorney send me the money, but I'm in New York right now. I figured I'd attend these closings. They were actually hairy deals, to say the least. And uh I guess that can that's gonna lead to my my lesson I wanna I want to um talk about today. I guess my point, my lesson, whatever that's called. And uh, this, is the, this is the lesson or the point that I want to teach today, and it is the, uh, the idea that people think, uh, they think wholesaling houses is an easy business in terms of the logistics. Um, like you get a seller, you get them under contract, you find a buyer, you get them under contract, and obviously the difference between the two prices is your profit. Everything in theory sounds simple. Or sorry, everything in theory sounds easy because generally speaking, wholesaling is f- rather simple. You're just essentially the middleman. But it is far from easy. And my argument on this podcast episode is that wholesaling, in my opinion, from doing a tremendous amount of transactions, um, is that wholesaling, from my experience, has been the hardest exit strategy to do. I think it's harder than rehabbing. I think it's harder than rentals. And I think it's harder than wholetailing. Uh, and I'm not a broker so I don't know if it's harder than brokering but I would say that wholesaling houses especially when you're making big 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 profits can get very very tense and I'm going to tell you why by using a story so I just did a deal in New York and uh, the way that the deal came about was uh, I got referred over my buddy referred me a property it was a little dilapidated property it needed some work etc and you know We found the owner, we reached out, and we came to terms rather quickly, within a few weeks. And we got the property in contract, and we thought that it was gonna need a decent amount of work, but we were very, 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 we were very wrong on this specific amount of work that this property actually needed. So we were gonna close on this thing and stick it on the MLS and wholetail it, but we decided kind of at the last minute that it's probably best to wholesale this property just because of the, the the amount of work that it needed. It just was a very complicated renovation with a lot of work that would be required. And we just didn't feel like the risk was worth the reward. Because there was a lot of lot of I guess issues with this property that 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 we didn't really want to take on to say the least. So we said, you know what, let's just wholesale this house. So sent it out to my email list and I had a bunch of people interested. And we we kicked off a bidding war, and we ended up selling it for more than what we were asking, and it was all good, until we actually went into contract. So we ended up selling the property at a very, very, very large assignment profit. And, uh, you know, we were all pumped up, and turns out that the the deal, by the way, it ended up closing. I have the check in my car right now, or I have the the receipt for the check in my car because it's already in the bank. But... We, um, we ran into some trouble towards the end. And here's where we ran into trouble. So the seller needed to close quickly, well, like within 40 days, I think, which is very short to do in new York. new York. Normally New York takes about two, three, four months to close deals. And on top of the seller needing to close quickly, we, only, you know, we were wholesaling the house. So that just means if you're new, that you're essentially the middleman between the seller and the buyer and you're making the, the difference in between. So because of that, and because of the fact that we did not want to close on this deal, we were very, 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 very dependent upon the end buyer delivering the ability to close. Or else, obviously, we'd have to get the money to close, which we have, and we could clearly do. But we didn't want to do that because it needed so much work. We didn't want to take the risk, etc. So, turns out, long to make a long story short, there was a um, there was a violation, there were seven violations on this property. So when you get a property under contract in New York, the title company obviously does a title, search. well the attorney calls the title company, the title company does a title search, and then the title company pulls this thing called a municipal search, which is basically when they go check the records on wherever this property is located, and they find out to see if there's any violations on the property, Uh, and they, they kind of, you know, pull those to the surface and we have to deal with them before you close. So in this event, the title company called up the town that the property was located in they said that we're there. this house is going to be sold can you please check to see if there's any violations and they didn't have any on record so they decided to go out and drive by the property and they noticed that the property was a total disaster physically so they wrote up seven violations and they added them to the basically the deal so we got the title report back and there were seven violations on the property that were very 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 bad um, there was a shed and roof and all this stuff that was a problem so the buyer was like, holy crap, dude, what the heck? Like, we didn't know there were these violations, yada, 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 yada. We need a reduction in price and blah, 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 blah. I don't know if we can even close. So it put a tremendous amount of pressure uh, on my partner and I because we were like, oh, no, Like, this buyer doesn't want to buy it. We're going to have to either find a new buyer or just scramble and, you know, close on it ourselves, which, once again, we have the funds to do it if we needed to, but we really didn't want to do it, right? We wanted to just wholesale it. So that is when the deal actually that's when we actually earned our profit because I had to go back I had to figure out what was going on we had to negotiate with the buyer we had to negotiate with the attorneys we had to negotiate with the seller we had to we had to find a way to wiggle our deal and, 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 and you know there was a lot of drama for about a week and there was a lot of uncertainty and there was a lot of um, there was a lot of balls up in the air and we didn't know which ones were gonna fall and smash and which ones were gonna bounce back successfully so we were a little nervous, to say the least, because the biggest, uh, you know, thing in wholesaling that I I think is where newbies get in trouble is that if they don't have the ability to close, right, you're really going to blow the deal up and it's going to get really nasty because the seller is going to be pissed and they might sue you potentially and then, or at least sue you for your deposit, Um, you know, and at the buyer, it just gets really, really, really messy and you have to like, you know, in the middle, you look really bad. So, we wanted to prevent that at all costs, so... We ended up working it out we closed the deal today and all was good and we you know we, we, we took a big discount on our on our profit but it was worth it because we just wanted to get the deal closed and we ended up you know doing pretty well for ourselves and the seller got the property sold and the buyer got the deal at a decent price and uh, you know it all it all ended up working out uh, and, and, and I'll just be honest that could have certainly went the other way. Really quickly because you know at the end of the day when you're doing distressed properties a lot of the time There's a lot of things that are outside of your control that Need to fall into place, right? Like you need to have certain things happen That you might not have direct influence over and that can be a little tough Especially if you're brand new because you don't have money generally So you're kind of banking on those those checks to come in for you to you know grow your business. So anyway To make that point of wholesaling is very hard and I don't know if it's the best thing for newbies, I hope that story that I just shared drove that point home. And uh, if you're listening to this and you're like, Greg, you are definitely incorrect. Number one, it's my opinion. I'm not saying it's a true statement or not. From my experience, I have seen that wholesaling properties is generally more difficult to do than... uh, buying the house yourself and just reselling it because you're in the middle and there's a lot of things that can go wrong and you really need to negotiate well on both sides in order to make a a really good profit. So what if you're listening to this and you're a new investor and you're like, oh my God, now I can't wholesale because Greg just said that. Well, that's not true, number one. And number two, here's a solution for you if you're brand new. And this is a piece of advice that uh, is, what is the word I'm looking for? It's it's very straightforward and it'll save you a lot of time and money so let's say you want to be a wholesaler right you want to sign contracts and double close and do all that kind of stuff what i would advise you to do is exactly what i did when i got started five years ago and i did not try to at least in new york which is a very tough market for newbies i I did not go and get properties directly under contract from sellers and deal with lawyers and get attorneys involved I, i didn't have the money or the really experience to do that so instead, I found somebody who was uh, doing more business than me in my marketplace and I reached out to them and I, I, I basically said, you know, if I provide opportunities for you, would you get them under contract for me because I don't have the money and the experience and then pay me my assignment fee under the table essentially. So that's how I got started. I did like three or four of those deals and got some money and experience built up and then from there obviously started taking them on myself. So. What that really means is that you should find an investor who knows what they're doing, who's not a charlatan, and ask them if you could do what I did with my mentors at the time and and say, basically, if I bring you the deals, essentially like sellers who are on board to sell, and, you know, I agree to give you like the first right to look at it, would you just take the deal down on my behalf and pay me my assignment fee under the table? And you obviously negotiate that separately, so... That's what I would do, and the reason I would do that is because I think when you're new, the biggest thing you need to do is you need to get some deals under your belt and some experience so you can see how a deal works out. And I think when you have a few of those, you really start to get that confidence because you know how the process works. So that's what I'd do if I was new. Uh, To wrap up this uh, podcast episode, I'll uh, just say, hey, if you're out there and you're local to Hudson Valley, New York, or you're in San Diego, California, um, and you want to do a deal with me or you want me to, you know buy a deal from you. I don't know. If you want to do some business, if you have opportunities, I'd be happy to look at them. Reach out to me on uh, social media on Instagram at Grego, G-R-E-G-O underscore 37. Let's connect there and see how we we can help each other and do some business together. So hope you guys got some value from this show today and I will see you on the next short episode.